the Bible Study Podcast, episode 698. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study of the books of First and Second Corinthians, but we're going to start in Acts. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I say we're going to start in Acts because we're going to do a little background today, and Acts 18 is when Paul is in Corinth, and the First and Second Corinthians are letters that Paul wrote back to this church in Corinth that we're going to read about today. Acts 18 in Corinth. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy, and his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood is on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, Do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. When Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man they charged is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names of your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd turned on Sosthenes, the the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul, and Gallio showed no concern whatever. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time, then he left their brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria. And so this is the account here of the time that Paul spent in Corinth, and that's all we have from it. We're going to deduce as we read through these letters other things that happened, both while he was there and then, of course, after he left, because he goes then on about his missionary journeys. He's wrapping up his second missionary journey when he comes to Corinth. And he spends a year and a half there, and he builds this church. There's a lot of different people who come to know Jesus through his ministry here in Corinth. Now, a couple things to know about Corinth that are going to impact the things we read in this particular book. I want you, if you can, to break out a map and find that Greece has kind of two pieces. There's the main portion of Greece And then there's the Peloponnese, the southern portion of Greece. And if you look at it, there's a little tiny strip of land that connects the two. And that's where Corinth is. And if you go there today, you can possibly get on a boat and go through the Corinthian Canal, which is quite an amazing canal. It is just these steep walls, very narrow canal, because even today people will cut across 
that little isthmus of land rather than sail all the way around Greece. Well, that was true at the time of Paul also, although at the time of Paul there was no canal. And it was especially true at that time because to sail was a little more dangerous. And so if you sailed all the way around the southern end of Greece, you would have a lot more danger in that sailing journey than we would have today. And if you sailed and sailed to one end of Corinth and then carried your goods across and then put them on another boat, it would be a lot safer and it would be more economical, even though you're doing all this work to move across this isthmus. And so that was one of the things that was happening here in Corinth. It was a trading city. And because of that, there are a lot of people who are basically longshoremen. They're they're the people who are helping you get your goods from one end to the other across this isthmus. And there were people who were getting very wealthy from this business, although it wasn't these people who were doing the work. A lot of them were either workmen or they were slaves. And so it's a society that is very well divided in terms of class. There's quite a few working people who are slaves. Um, quite a few of the working people were slaves. Now, slavery at that time is not the same as we think of in U.S. history. You're not a slave because of the color of your skin. You're usually a slave because of something economical that has happened. You sold yourself into slavery. You were sold into slavery because you couldn't pay the debts. You were a loser in some war, and your children wouldn't necessarily have to be slaves. You could buy yourself out of slavery. It was not as much of a permanent condition, not chattel slavery as we had in the U.S., but it was still slavery. You still had a master, and the master could beat you, and you were property, and all those things that we don't like about it. As Paul is forming this church, he is not just taking people from the rich strata or from the slaves and the working people. He is taking both. And so one of the things we're going to see in this book is that tension that sometimes causes between these groups and between other different groups that you could divide the Corinthians in. Now, when we started the book of Kings, I told you ahead of time, or first and second Kings, I told you ahead of time that the theme we were going to get out of this was the importance of leadership and good leadership and bad leadership and how they can affect a country. And when we started the book of Genesis, I think the theme that we can pull out of that was that God works and God continues to work, especially as we see in the story of Joseph, to care for his people and works ahead of them in the sense that God is thinking much further ahead than we are and that God has a plan. I think that you can see that as we read through the story of the patriarchs in Genesis. I'm going to tell you right up front here that one chapter that you know about for sure in Corinthians, the chapter that may have been read at your wedding or at a wedding that you have attended about love is the heart of these two books. And as Paul deals with this church that is sometimes very divided, divided between who has this and who doesn't have this, whether that be riches or whether that be spiritual gifts, which will also come up, he is going to tie them together. He is working his way when we jump into Corinthians next week to that love chapter. And he's not working into it as a way of talking about weddings. He's talking about the church, the diversity that they have, and how it's love that ties them together. So be looking forward to that. Be getting ready here. And if you get a chance, take a look at a map and see where Corinth is, or maybe search for Corinth online and take a look at that fabulous 
Corinth Canal. And then next week, we're going to jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 1. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.